Welcome back to another episode of the Rocky Mountain Racing Review Podcast. Today's episode, we're going to bring you to you the t- one, the only, the Todd Bannister. So stay tuned, strap up, hold on tight, get ready to throw it down because we're going to th- interview him. Uh, I want to thank you, the listeners. Thank you for tuning in and supporting the program and all the excitement. I also want to thank the sponsors. Thank you, Applied Technology. Uh, you guys use that code RMRR2020 and go get your sp- suspension done before the season starts. Don't do it before and then have to rush it and then press, press, and then beg someone to do your suspension. So go hit them up, get it done, and we'll be good to go. So another topic that we're going to be talking about is all the Supercross future guys, uh, everybody trying to make it, and all the amateur guys trying to go. So I got some information from all of them, and we're going to be talking about them as well. Compact Auto Repair is your complete car and truck repair center. Don't let the name fool you. We do it all from domestic imports and diesels. Family owned and operated, servicing Southern Colorado since 1982. From minor and major repairs, we can't fix all your problems in life, but we can fix your ride. Give Riley a call today at 719-543-0731. That's 719-543-0731. So Compact Auto Repair uh, worked on my van and everything before. Uh, I would highly recommend them. They are in Pueblo, Colorado. Uh, down south so if you guys need any car needs down in Pueblo go check out compact auto repair out in the Mesa racing for team faith out of Nashville Tennessee supported by Atlas Speed Factory Pirelli MX MX Tech Suspension Moto Adventure Kawasaki Beta your Colorado homeboy number 120 Todd So we're here with Toddy B, Todd Bannister, uh, basically all of Colorado's uh, favorite pro. So uh, how you been, buddy? Good, good. Just uh, getting a few days off from Christmas and stuff, so it's been it's been nice having a few days to relax. Awesome. Uh, yeah, having a good break, and uh, I can imagine you've been training pretty hard and getting ready for uh, a one here soon. Oh yeah, dude. Like we've been we've been going crazy. So it's been it's been good. You know, not, nice to go see the family a couple of days. Haven't got to see them or really spend any time with anybody for the most part. Uh, just been me and my teammate Dawson and just plugging it away like every day. So it's it's been really good though. Good, good. Um, so for the, the the people that don't know you and everything, let's just kind of start and talk about how you got into motocross and then as you progress through your career and everything, and then uh, just kind of how you became where you're at today. Yeah, man. Like, uh, so when I was like about around four years old, you know, my cousins all rode and stuff like that. And I just thought it was super cool. And I was always amped on it. And my dad got me a bike for like my fourth birthday. And, uh, after that, we just kind of, I don't know, wasn't really anything serious. I wanted to be a hockey player <laughs> when I was a little kid since I was like, until I was like 10. Uh, we just, you know, we did went a lot of races, went to a lot of races and did, did all that. And then just had fun with it. And then, uh, one day my dad told me, I think, I think I was like, yeah, 10 or 11 or something. I was like, dude, he's like, I can't afford all this. Like you got to either pick dirt bikes or play hockey or do whatever you want, but you can't do both. And, uh, I decided to do dirt bikes and took it pretty seriously after that. Um, you know, had a, had a pretty strong amateur career. I think, you know, when we started doing it seriously, it was like around sixties is when we really hit it hard and, you know, start doing the Loretta's thing every year and all of that. Then you got, you know, like the, had a KTM deal for a while and everything. And, um, yeah, and then, you know, the injuries and stuff plug you for a while, quite a bit. I, I had a, quite a few setbacks you know, in the career. But, um, yeah, and then 
uh, 16 and I said, hey, let's let's go pro and let's start making some money at this or try to at least, you know, as much as you can make on a dirt bike. But um, yeah, yeah. And then it just that's just it. It's a lot of a lot of work, man. Just dirt bikes every day of your life since you're like five and, and never stopping. And that's I don't know. That's pretty much been my life since I can't remember anything else. But I still enjoy it, so I guess there's no point in ever ever giving up till you're ready. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I totally <laughs> understand that feeling. Uh, so with you switching bikes and everything, uh, what was your favorite bike that you've ever owned? You know, honestly, dude, that 19450 Cowie was sick. Like, I, I, I mean, I've always liked the Kawasaki's. Like, I was a big Honda guy for since I was on 80s, and then I went to Cowie's. And the 18 Cowie, I was like, you know, it was it had a lot of issues with me with how it handled and stuff like that. I wasn't super stoked on it all the time. I liked it, but, dude, I got on that 19 Cowie, and maybe just because it was, like, my first real electric start bike. <laughs> but I was so about it. I don't know. It was just, they just ride really good, and the chassis is stupid good. So it, I was really amped on that. That's probably my favorite bike I've ridden so far. You really don't understand, like, how big of a difference electric start makes until you, like, go from kicking a bike all the time and then going back from electric start to kicking it. Bro, I'm, I'm back on a, a kick it this year because I'm back to 250s for West Coast Lights. And, like, man, I'm – it's bad. I'm so sad about it. Right? <laughs> it's so sad. I, got, I feel like my leg needs to go do some, like – I just start working my leg out more. No, it's cool. Like I, I just is like the technology in the bikes nowadays. It's, it's stupid. It's I, unreal. I, I think a lot of it's getting rid of those air forks too. The air forks are trash. Like I've never been so unhappy with a set of forks in my life. And the air forks were in any bike. I've never found an air fork I'm actually stoked on. And uh, I mean, the Showa ones were just they did not work for me. I get springs in them anyways, but it's like that. And then just get, they went like the KYB in the 250 this year. Oh my gosh, dude! Even this my suspension this year because we're doing MX Tech this year, and I mean I've I did a thing with Race Tech last year and I loved the suspension. Like um, uh, the dudes at Absolute Technology stuff like killed it. It was super good last year. But yeah, this year we're doing Race Tech or not, not Race Tech, uh, MX Tech, and we're doing like those national shocks and all that stuff and. Man, they got my stuff working super sick. But, yeah, like, the KYB stuff's been so easy to, like, work with and, like, test. It's been unreal, like, comparison to, like, previous years and stuff. I'm pretty pumped on it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, like, I hate my KTM forks. Like, I'm, I'm trying to get a spring conversion mm -hmm. kit as fast as possible. So, yeah, that's dude, on the to-do list. At least as a KTM, the KTM uh, has, like, the WP. I think that's the, probably the best air on the market right now. But, like, unfortunately... It's still air. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's like no winning, but it's still somewhat winning. It's more winning than uh, if you were to get, you know, like like the show of stuff is like that stuff. Dude, I did not drive with that stuff in one bit. Makes sense. <laughs> hey, yeah, and it, I've heard the same things over and over about that. And then the moment they went to back to the springs, like everybody's like, oh, thank God. And it, at least they listened to the, like feedback and everything. And that, that's it too. It. I mean, I know a lot of it was the reason they went is because like it is so much cheaper to manufacture, and it sounds super cool. Because I mean, you can do crazy stuff with the air forks, but like at what cost of like having to do that much? And then they fluctuate with air. Uh, for for a guy, especially like the people who just want to ride and have fun and just enjoy it, it's like the worst way to go. Right. It sounds cool. It sounds like you did like some crazy technology that no one can like comprehend, but. I clearly can't comprehend it because I could never make it work. Except that marketing, right? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so the real Sutton 0412 wants to know if you're excited for A1 and he misses chilling with you in the pits in the summer. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, dude, I'm so pumped for A1. Like this year, oh, the Team Faith's got me going on such a good program. I've been so stoked on it. Like, you know, you're always like, you know, you're always going to be nervous for the first round. And I, I definitely am still nervous especially because there are you know i do have things i have to, to deliver on for myself you know and coming off kind of a rough year last year i didn't i didn't do how i want to do it by any means so i i uh i'm really excited for this year especially just being with the new team and everything's working so good and, Mika. and uh it's just been awesome you know like th those dudes have been like seriously like working their butts off too to get everything just going and man it's like this going into this year, I've been probably one of the most excited just because of the, how stellar my team is and stuff like that. I'm so pumped on it. And yeah, man, he's come come find chill with me some more. Yeah, and there you go. Like it's awesome. I wish everybody could see it every right now. Like you can just see the excitement on Toddy's face, and uh, this is kind of a big deal that everybody doesn't really kind of get. Like 
the two fifties and the monster supercross, like he's he's done it on the four fifties before making mains and everything, so he'll he'll put us on the map and uh like it's awesome to see him in qualifying and everything and and being on a national platform. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I said those dudes it's I don't know, like I said, this year's just so so different. Um, that's why I think I'm I'm so pumped on them. Dude, I can't wait. So do you have any uh specific goals? Uh for monster energy and then uh what challenges do you expect and uh how are you going to overcome them yeah i mean biggest goal for mine is like i just want to make shows every weekend and then start working more to make mains just getting better and better every single weekend i mean i think that's my big thing is like just being consistent like my hardest thing and i struggle with it every year and we've been working on it really hard like me and dawson have been going out and doing a lot of like like sprints and stuff like that is my qualifying is just horrible. I've never been good at time qualifying stuff. And I just, I don't know, maybe I just, growing up, I never thought I needed to be fast to practice. I just need to be fast to race. And I think that hurt me a lot. But I think this year, hopefully, you know, we can kind of get mentally strong enough just to kind of put that out, out of the way and start clicking off faster laps sooner, down the track in sooner. And I said, that's a lot we've been working on is like, because I struggle so bad with that time qualifying thing. It's, it's pathetic some weekends like i'll get into the shows sometimes and i'll i'll do really well and then but i'll, I'll make some of the worst qualifying times and it's uh it bugs me so bad but i think we i think we're, we're on the right the right track this year for sure good good yeah i can't i can't imagine like actually like because i mean a lot of the amateur guys they don't they don't really have to qualify or understand that like racing against the clock versus racing against other people and like how difficult it can be versus just uh, like twisting the throttle and, and going as fast as you can. And some guys need the, the competition to, to race those guys. And some, some guys just don't understand that like you have to race the clock. Oh, for sure. Dude. Like it's, it's so weird because like, I don't know, you know, you know, you're in a heated race with other people. There's so much going on you don't really pay attention and so like you just kind of put everything in your mind you've actually for me i make less mistakes i don't really focus on what i'm doing so i'm like actually doing what i need to do where it's like i'm just doing that one lap by myself basically there's so much going on in my head and i'm overthinking things i'm overriding the bike like overriding the bike is so so bad for me at least like i'll feel like oh, i need to go like mock 10 in this corner and i hit it too fast and i just blow the whole corner and where if I would just chill out and ride like I know how to ride and, and just try to treat it as a race, I guess, it would take care of it. And and that's a lot of it. Like, I mean, like Monster Cup this year, qualifying was a little bit better. Um, for me, I, it was it was so weird because, like, it went back and forth with that, that stuff, like the track switching lanes. And, like, for me, I think it was – but it was a good uh, – a good step forward, like just kind of putting down times and stuff like that. I don't know. It's kind of cool. We got to use those cardo systems or whatever in our helmets. Right. Me and uh, Josh Greco, dude, we, uh, we were the only two riders that did it, like linked our helmets together. So we were talking to each other on the track. It is sick. <laughs> it was so sick. Um, but it's kind of funny. I don't know. Like you, you can kind of just get some banner in there. It kind of melts you out a little bit. You just don't get so stressed. You're just goofing off the whole time, basically, but you're throwing down fast times. So that's fun. Yeah, it, it, so I've seen a video of the like uh, it was Bluetooth for like um, like road bikes and everything. And guys put it on a motocross helmet and went on a motocross track yeah. and just talked and had a good time and like played cat and mouse. Sick. Yeah, it'd be so much fun. And then <laughs> like hearing your buddy in your head and like oh, I'm I'm going to take a right now. Like, it, it was great until like Greco started like Josh started like hacking up along. I don't know what he was doing, but he was like it really like word was him like hacking like just the whole time. And I just started laughing midway through because it, it sounded like he was like a dying cat for a minute. And then uh, then we started going again. And, and But I don't know. It was the second practice was just, I don't know, I found that so funny because you can hear everything. So you, usually when you like, you know, talk to yourself or whatever, you kind of forget that, you know, you're mic'd up with your mechanic and then other people. And so like, yeah, dude, I'm like hearing him hacking up along. I'm hearing um, Austin Rogers' mechanic inform me. And uh, Austin, I think, was like, he didn't want to talk a whole bunch. And then Greco, like, mid hack would be like, what am I doing? Like, where am I sitting in time? And this and that. And, and, and like, just, just hearing 
I don't know. It's kind of funny because you, you go through in your own head, like you're saying this stuff and then you hear someone else saying it's like, man, I'm not so crazy. Maybe like everyone's kind of crazy. <laughs> so that's good. It's fun. Man. Levels it out. Make sure that everything's okay. You're, yeah. you're, you're sane, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, so in my opinion, uh, I think you're the most down to earth, most humble, level headed pro. Um, so how do you keep it from like all the, the spotlights and everything, um, from getting to your head or anything? Oh, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of it is, I just, I just never wanted like, dude, growing up, some of the pros and stuff when I was a kid, they were so mean to the kids. Like they, they wouldn't talk to them. They wouldn't do this and that. And that just, dude, it like killed me. And I told myself when I was a kid, like if I'm ever, if I ever become professional at this, like I don't want to be a jerk. I like, I would rather spend time trying to be cool with everybody, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, there's things people aren't going to always like each other or whatever, but it's one of those things that at the end of the day, like we ride dirt bikes for a living. Like this, it's not, it's a fantasy. And I, I mean, not taking anything away. I love what I do and it's my, I wouldn't change it for the world, but, but I'm, I'm more thankful that I get this opportunity than, than anything. I mean, I, I think that's, I think we should all be kind of thankful for that situation that the people that are my situation or above me or below me, you know, whatever. I think, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we get to do something we love. It's, it's so cool. So I think, I think we should have more to be thankful for than we should yeah, be grinding and, and kind of bitching about. <laughs> I agree. That's, that's one of the best answers that I, I think anybody could answer. Um, like it just, as you guys can hear, I mean, just straight up class act. Um, so, where's your favorite riding spot within Colorado? And then after that, where's your favorite riding spot outside of Colorado? Oof. In Colorado, I mean, there's – we actually have pretty good riding in Colorado. You know, like, it, it's super it's super crazy stuff. I mean, everyone's going to probably say brush for outdoors because that's the place is sick, dude. Sweeney's do a killer job. Um, I mean, I, for moto-wise and stuff like that, like – you know, Aztec, Brush, Lakewood, they're, they're awesome. Like, I, it's so hard to pick a favorite, I think, exactly. Um, just because they're, they're, they do all try, you know. They, they actually try. I've gone to so many states, and, like, some dudes, they just don't care. Like, they're just like, whatever. Like, we're actually really, really fortunate in the state to have a lot of, like, tracks that really do try their best. You know, I mean, they, I say it's so hard to pick one. Man. Like, I, I mean – Private track wise, like my private, my buddy Ben, his place is like kind of holds a, a soft spot for me because it's just some free ride stuff. And so after I'm done tr- doing my motos and training and stuff, dude, I can go have some fun with my buddies. And so like that's like probably in Colorado, it's like that's like my safe place. You know, I can go there, have a great time with my friends, have a super killer day of training, and then we can go hit big stuff, man. It's so sick. Then out of the state, man, like. You know, honestly, dude, I love Florida. Like, Florida's sick. And I, I would, I'm sure most people think California. Like, California's going through such a bad deal with tracks closing and stuff right now. Like, there's, like, three tracks for us to ride for uh, Supercross. And there's, I think there's only one open right now other than, like, the test tracks. And to actually get on test tracks is insane. Yeah, the private tracks, like the Honda track and dude, all that. It's, I used to ride on Geico's track, right? Like, like, I think it was, like, three or four years ago. Uh, my buddy Brady Sidmore was a uh, mechanic for me. Somehow... I knew a guy who hooked us up and got us onto the Geico track, but it's the same rules with all of it. Like you can't ride when they're riding; you have to ride when it's all beat up. But it's still even that, dude. Those tracks are like insane compared to like the public tracks. Like they're stupid. It's so fun. They're like the best training, the best riding you'll ever ride. So I mean, those are really good, and I think like those ones. And it's kind of cool that you can just say like, "Oh, I rode on like a factory track." Like so, like those are really sick when you get like luck out. But honestly, when I was in Florida this last year. I got some riding in, dude. It was so sick. Like the dirt was so just prime every day. It rained a few days, and like I mean, I've spent quite a bit of time in Florida, but like not like last year. Last year I took an extra week and stayed there. And dude, I don't know if it's because I haven't been there in a long time or whatever, but that might be my favorite outside of Colorado right now. Is like Florida is sick. Like I want to go do a couple East Coast this year. A lot of the reason is because I can go ride in Florida on the way to Daytona. Right. <laughs> That's really it. Like I, I go hang out with buddies and go ride. And same thing, like do my motos. And then afterwards, like there's so much cool like riding out there. Dude, it's insane. It's so fun. 
I hear that a lot from everybody. And then uh, James Stewart's place. And then I think a lot of Colorado people just don't know about it because uh, it's so far away for us that they, they don't have the opportunity. Is like if they are going to do a big dirt bike trick, they'll, they'll just go to California or Texas or something. Yeah, like they're like Arizona. Like Arizona, like a lot of people go there. I didn't, not knocking Arizona. Their, their tracks are like basically our tracks, but it's just better weather. Um, like we – because I mean our dirt's not – stellar we, we have colorado dirt so it's like hard packed so but there's a sometimes worse because it's like strictly desert dirt um but that's how everyone's like you gotta go to arizona and i was like yeah arizona's cool but like like you gotta go east coast if you do moto dude east coast moto is like the sickest outdoor stuff ever like indoor i'm more of a like a west coast guy because like i like the hard pack stuff because i'm a colorado boy I'm, I'm used to this hard packed crappy dirt and so like california is literally Colorado dirt with a little bit more moisture in it, which right. is insane to me to think that. They, and the guys out there just really insane with equipment. Um, but like me and Cody Church lived in uh, Club MX for like a few months, and dude, like even that, like there's it's stupid. I always tell people like, yeah, go East Coast if you're just one strictly moto, dude. Go East Coast, do like your mind will be blown with how sick the dirt is. It's so dumb. Yeah, I need to make a trip out there. Yeah, like, that's sick. So like. As far as Florida, are you talking like more the north side or the south side of Florida, or honestly, it's all around. All That's around. what's like cool about it is like it, the thing is, it's, it's hard to find good places out there. There's like, uh, I mean, if you can get onto like some fast dudes tracks and stuff, like Baggett's place is really cool. Um, I mean, obviously Stewart's, but that like you have to you know know people to get on that one. Right. Same with I mean Baggett, but like uh, a WW Ranch dude is sick um there's a bunch of private tracks out there too that open like pretty much open to the public you just have to like kind of look them up uh there's a place i can't remember what it was but i played, stayed at this place last year they had like a daytona replica track right and i didn't really expect much because i was like yeah, it's gonna be basically a backyard track and i mean dude it was sick like super sick like they uh they like redid the whole track for us made it like prepped each day and they do it every year for like all the guys coming out and training and it was super cool they had like a bunch of like locals come out and they're they all know like all the pros come out there and ride and dude they're all amped and they're riding with us it was such a sick time dude it was so fun that'd be a blast uh so what do you think is the best investment for like parts or gear um to to recommend for like uh an up-and-comer yeah man like so i i mean gear wise dude just Make sure your helmet's safe, dude. That's a, that's one thing I've always noticed. Like these are going to like, just whatever. But, dude, get some good good high quality stuff. I know it's expensive and it sucks, but like, oh man, I'm telling you, it's it's bad. But I mean, bike wise, I mean, if you if you're really looking at something that like is gonna help you perform better than not, like a lot of people are going, like, and I don't know, I I get it, like, cause they want more out of their engine, but most of the bikes nowadays, dude, they're they're pretty fast, and the guys didn't need to like learn to use the whole power of their bike before they're like throwing all this money into their engine and stuff like that and just building it up i mean a lot of it i would work on like chassis stuff and like just stuff that's going to help you in the long run of just being comfortable with the bike more than anything and then you just kind of build off that like whether it's you know different foot pegs down to even just uh i mean they do make like titanium bolts for or titanium like chassis bolts and stuff like that like that stuff makes a huge difference and it's like half the cost of like you know doing a piston or like high compression anything you know and and i think a lot of people kind of overlook that like oh my bike's too slow i'm like it's not though like i'm telling you you can make it you can make it a whole like leagues different if you just work on the basic stuff of just like you know where work on different bar bins find something that suits you find some stuff that like you feel comfortable with more than anything because like if you're comfortable on a bike you can build your skills off it twice as fast rather than just having this unusable bike like that and suspension a lot of dudes don't look i've seen so many people overlook that They're like yeah whatever I'm like dude first thing suspension second thing just find what works for you on the bike whether hard part wise and then after you get all that stuff start going into like depth with engine stuff and whatnot you know Perfect, perfect. Well, that that's going to lead in perfect to a little commercial break here, and then uh, we'll be right back. So stay tuned for a, a word from our sponsors. 
Applied Technology brings Racetech suspension products, service, and enterprise to the Rocky Mountain region. With extensive experience in Racetech products and applications, we provide the same level of suspension service and support that you come to expect from the Racetech headquarters in Corona, California. Be sure to mention code RMRR2020 for a discount on your suspension service. All right, so we're back here, um, and so you're sponsored by Fly. Uh, have you tried those new fluid helmets and everything? Dude, they're sick. Are yeah, they? no. Um, so we just got like our start stuff for the start of the season and stuff like that. I mean, like the so the start of last year, kind of like I got the the new helmet, and man, dude, it's it's so much better. I mean, I don't know. I was always like the the V two or F two uh, looks and stuff like that. Like the I thought there was always a cool helmet. And then last year, for the most part, I ran those. And then, yeah, this year went to the like new Formula One, and it's it, it's a game changer. It's so crazy that like like is it go back to technology, like dude, stuff's going like crazy now. You know, for a while there it just had to be like Snell and and like DOT. And now it's like like those have like the pads in it or whatever. Right. And it, I don't know, they're crazy. I I know the the dudes that were testing and stuff. They did so much testing on those things to make them like insane just yeah but not crazy comfortable i'm i'm really amped on them that's for sure awesome yeah i've been trying to test one out just to see what it feels like and everything and uh yeah they're they're just sweet looking so uh i've been looking at picking up one up here soon yeah um so what was your most serious injury and then what struggles did you face recovering from that injury and how did you overcome them so I think <laughs> I think probably my most serious injury. I mean I don't. Know, I've had a couple really bad ones. I guess that were like a couple are pretty pretty close to like you know career-ending ones. But I think my worst ones honestly were like these three. I had like three in a row. I was out for almost two two and a half years, um, and it wouldn't have been. It would have been like way easier than that. But like literally it was like back to back to back, and then one was my knee, and that took about like nine months to heal from and I was like this is crazy like that's too long and then literally like not too much longer I did my shoulder which was six months um and I pretty much uh just broke the socket in my shoulder when I dislocated it so they had to go and basically like jimmy rig my my socket back together and so it's, I'm like held with duct tape and then literally my like, I think I was yeah I think I was just turning yeah I just got my pro license so I was gonna go do my first supercross season I was uh, like 16 or something like that at the time. I did outdoors, whatever, and I was like, oh, okay, we're gonna, it's going to be good. I, I literally got enough time to get ready for outdoors. Um, yeah, I did the shoulder, and then got back in time for the next season of indoors and uh, did my shoulder. First day back from my shoulder injury, I was into a supercross track, started working on stuff. My chain snapped off a step off. I broke both my wrists, my collarbone, and knocked myself out. Um, I was out for another four months. So, yeah, I, th I think, I mean, realistically, that one was my worst one just because there's all so much together. And, like, I was still healing from, like, three other things when the one happened. Um, so, I, th I think that for me was, it. I mean, a lot of the recovery was just kind of brutal as far as uh, the surgery stuff went. You know, I mean, you can do whatever you can do, but you pretty much just have to sit in the couch and let everything heal and not try to touch a bike or go, you know, cycle. Or, I mean, a lot of times cause it was, my leg was hurt. My arms were hurt. I, I had like literally couldn't do anything. And, uh, I don't know. I can, I mean, physically wise, I think that one did the worst damage to me. I think the worst I did, I got Epstein bar from overtraining. Uh, that one probably did, like psychologically like the most damage. So it, it's so weird how like they, they vary, I guess, but, that one I was I was literally I was like one eighty five weighing roughly around there and I dropped weight to like one fifteen within like weeks even. Like not not even any time. I looked like skeletor dude. It was so bad and yeah, I just didn't let my body have any time to recover and it like pretty much shut down. It was like bad. I was like in the hospital a bunch and yeah, it was so I think yeah, mentally that was the worst one. Physically it was those three in a row, like can't even, I can't lift my hand over my head, which, 
I mean, you just have to hold on to the bar. So I guess there's no reason to have to lift your hand over your head unless you're asking a question. So we're right. <laughs> so this one might be a little sensitive subject, but because uh, I, I don't know the background story of it. Mm. But uh, Dio wants to know if uh, your big crash with a writer at Aztec a few years ago uh, still affects your writing today. I mean, with that one, it's definitely hard. You know, that one was like that one kind of put my life into a spiral more than less because it, it was just one of those things that wrong place, wrong time. And uh, for me, yeah, it, it definitely has certain effects on you still. I think a lot of it's honestly off the track more than on the track. Um, with riding it, it, it doesn't really affect me. It did for a long time. Like for a long time, dude, I, I couldn't even touch it or bike and like, or do it well. Uh, I think a lot of it off the track affected me more with that whole thing than on the track though. Um, especially cause with that whole thing, you know, I, I didn't really want to ride so much. So like as much as I almost even hate to say it, like dirt bikes are an outlet for all of this. Like I, it's my job, but at the same time, that's where we go to kind of be away and do our thing. And it's a different feeling. And I didn't have that for a long time for me. And I'm kind of a one trick pony, realistically. Like that's what I love to do. I like dirt bikes. That's, that's it. I don't do anything else. Cause that's what I like. Uh, but for me, it was, I think, yeah, off the track, it ruined me for a long time. And when got help felt 110% better a few couple years later, man, like now, now it's, it's much better. It's much better. I mean, you still have like little hints of just like, it's not relapsing, I guess, but it's just like kind of PTSD about it where you kind of freak out, I guess, and, and, and have little panic attacks. But I mean, the, like, especially now I do like the people that surround me and I surround myself with, it's, it's so healthy and stuff like that. Like to keep, it keep me in such a good mental state, like especially my team and, and uh, you know, the whole, the ministry behind the team and stuff like that, man. Like I said, I, I think mentally this is the happiest and like the best I've, felt in like i can't even remember when so it's it's been really really cool with that whole thing so i think that has helped with that stuff too you know good so i think a lot of it's just who you surround yourself with and helps you get through cool like bad situations makes them better you know yep yep and uh i think it 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 takes a lot of courage too to to admit that like you you reached out and and sook help and everything uh I know when I had some of my personal issues and stuff too, um, you, you want to handle it on your own, but like, uh, you think that you need to use that courage and everything, but, uh, I always recommend people just, uh, having an outlet and have seeking help or, or talk or just anything to get it out. Don't hold it in. Dude. Yeah, no, it's dude. Seriously. Like, yeah, I was the same way. I, I you know, I want to do it. Like, bothered him with my problems like you know i wanted to be big man just be like i can do this and i think one day it just kind of my mom i think it was my mom that kind of like slapped me in the face like metaphorically but <laughs> but she's like she's like you know what, dude you just you're not doing it like your life is you're not doing well and i got mad you know i said there's no way i'm gonna go like see a therapist or i'm not gonna do this there's i'm not crazy and man i finally kind of just snapped said i'm gonna do it I, uh, before it gets worse and something I can't control, um, I went and did it. Best thing I could have ever done for myself. Um, like I said, I, I tell people the same thing. Like, you know, there's no reason to have to carry certain burdens in your life, dude. And like I said, like, um, the church helped me a lot too with my stuff. Like that was, that was like one of the places that I went to for a lot of it. Uh, my pastor came and helped me through a lot of stuff, man. And like between those two, like I, I truly am like, thankful because like yeah yeah that's it like getting a little help goes a long way for sure uh so we got one more question here that somebody asked uh they were wondering uh b-dub 656 is wondering if you are liking the bike this year and how it's been with riding with dawson and uh who's going to be faster dude so um bike has been outstanding tom's not dude those engines he's got killer engine these engines are so fast so definitely like the fastest 250 i've ever ridden like feels like my 450 it's stupid um bikes are great you know the whole team is like like i said they've been putting so many hours into it dawson on the other hand he's killing it dude no dawson dawson's doing amazing yeah i'm i'm more than anything i don't know it's gonna be faster you know i i obviously want to be but regardless 
if my teammates fashion me, I will be happy for my teammate. I'll be mad at myself, but I'm happy for Dawson no matter what. He's my boy, and he's, you know, it, it was so so cool to me because like I've had I me and Dawson know each other for years, and then to be on the same team as him, and like we work really well together. So it's been so good training with him and stuff like that. Like, and we've been trying to get where me, him, and Mikey Henderson have been uh, riding together and stuff a lot. So it's been helping like having like a little bit of crew to kind of kind of work off each other and build off each other, but. Yeah, so I don't know. It's gonna only time will tell, I guess. I, Dawson's been uh, throwing some heaters down, man, at uh, at the test track. Dude. It's been pretty cool. Like, I think that's like my favorite part about the the training so far is like having someone with you all the time to like bounce ideas off of what we can do and and like kind of change in our program together and, and on top of it, like what we're doing wrong. Um, so I, our times have been like going back and forth who's faster who's slower faster slower and that's like i think that's a great thing because you know i think that's the best way to build because if someone who's like strictly way faster than someone who's like you know way slower is always like that it's basically one guy staying the same the other one's catching up to that guy and it's not like that at all so it's kind of cool to have someone where you're pretty dead even with and like you can build off each other so now you're just kind of both progressing rather than one of you is kind of staying the same getting a little faster where the other one's going a lot like gaining speed quicker to catch up and so i think that's that's the coolest thing with this for me is is having a teammate who is a, a great rider a great person and like we work great together and we can both build with each other and get way faster going into the season so i'm pretty pumped on that but yeah i don't know we'll see we'll see who's faster i don't know we'll probably start making some bets on lap times and stuff here soon although i know i know that dude can throw down some heaters if he needs to so we'll see <laughs> Dude, I'm so pumped for you guys, though. I haven't seen you this excited in a long time. So um, I don't have any other questions for you. Everybody else is kind of done, too, on Instagram. Um, so I want to use this time for you to thank whoever you want to and any message that you want to say, um, anybody you want to yeah. – special shout-outs, anything you want to deliver to the community – uh, your time, man. Dude, thank you, man. You know, I, I got to give it up to the Lord, Jesus Christ, on this, dude. He's blessed me with so much this past year. It's been unreal, you know, with uh, just just a stellar team to be with. You know, Team Faith, I cannot be more pumped to be with them this year. They're, you know, the whole team is just, uh, they, they got me going in a great direction. I'm really excited about that, you know. And then, you know, like I said, Tom Zant, he's, he's been, dude, he's been working so hard on our engines. And then, um you know, Pirelli has been always taking care of us and fly and dude, uh, WPS has been like killing it. Uh, all the trainers and stuff down eating and stuff like that. They, like I said, that's a lot of it, but you know, definitely the newbies and everybody just, yeah, everybody's like, that's been helping me and my parents and stuff like that. I've been so supportive of this and yeah, no, yeah, just, yeah. If, if anyone wants to come say hi at the pits or something, you come, come swing by man. we'll be having a good old time and uh, be over the team faith rig and yeah, no, it's going to be, it should be a good season. So I hope to, hope to see everybody there. Hope everybody can just, you know, you know, have a good, healthy season. I know that's a, you know, that's far in between some years, but I, I, I really hope that yeah, we can all have a good year and just, uh, just have more smiles on our faces than, than being mad at each other. You know, that's hard to say sometimes, but I think, I think it's going to be a good year for everybody. So it should be, should be solid. I'm pretty pumped. Good, good. Uh, I might be putting you on the spot here too, but if uh, anybody in the local community wanted to help you out um, or if they wanted to give you care packages because you're going to be traveling on the road, like if there's anything we, we as a community to, to help you out, uh, where would we be able to reach you or uh, or where can they help you out at? Yeah, man. So uh, actually the, the easiest way for a lot of it is like, uh, so team faith, they do a donation thing that goes into account for me. So if that's, you know, if you, if you're interested in like donating to that, you know, or whatever, um, you can contact me on my Instagram, which is TB 120 or on my Facebook, just top master, um, and then hit me up. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's something cool they kind of do for the ministry to get us because we do a lot of ministry work and stuff while we're, we're there during the week and stuff as well. So, um, yeah, that, that's that's probably best way and whatnot but yeah other than that man just yeah just love and support all around that's that's the best way that's what I just like to see everybody just stoked and stuff when they come to the races so that'd be best thing <laughs> yeah i i'm see as you guys can't see it i can see it uh it's all smiles so i i'm super excited and uh i just want to say thank you for coming on the show so Dude, much buddy. thank you so much for having me buddy i'm so pumped for this is you do 
such a good idea. It's so I, rad. I appreciate it. Yeah, we uh, it's just something to give back. A lot of people do the moto vlogs a lot, and yeah. like, I'm not the best writer. I know that, and I know it probably doesn't show it on screen either. So no one wants to kind of watch. Not knocking any of the vo- other vloggers or anything. Like it's just everybody's doing it kind of thing. Yeah, it's so, so different. You yeah, know? Like, so I think that's great. Yeah, you know, everyone's got to do something different. Yeah, and that, that's that's what helps pick stuff up. Is like you do something different. It's innovative, you know, take off. I think it's sick, so I'm all, I'm all about it. Yeah. yeah, and that's that was the whole idea. So yeah. just something to give back to the community and, and try to grow Colorado motocross that's a little sick. bit bigger. That's sick, dude. Yeah, no, dude, good on you, dude. That's, no, I think that's the best way to do it, too, is do something different. And uh, I think you're going to see your, your expectations are going to be way, way uh, – exceeded i think it's gonna be a good deal dude honestly i think it's gonna be rad so perfect dude oh i couldn't have done it without you having guys like you on the show and 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 uh all your guys's uh badass riding and everything so uh, i appreciate it and thanks for letting a a small fry like me look up to you guys uh i appreciate it very much no i appreciate you buddy no i I really do this is rad all right GoX Services, your go-to choice for grading and excavation needs. Serving Larimer and Weld County, we specialize in renovating and installing driveways, site preparation, rough grades, final grades, drainage, and erosion control. Fulfilling your dirt work needs, call us today at 970-481-6225. That's GoX Services at 970 970- Four eight one six two two five. All right, guys. So it's Supercross season, right? Uh, I want to know your guys' thoughts and opinions and topics for discussion to bring more viewers to Supercross. Um, just kind of certain ways what you guys think. Um, a little certain ways, and then I'll touch on topics of uh, what I think. And then I want to know how you guys think we can make it safer for the riders and everything with some of the serious accidents just to give uh, just talking topics. But maybe we can reach out further to people and see uh, if it can change some stuff. But just to keep the guys' careers going longer and making it safe uh, for everybody so we can see our favorite riders for a longer amount of time. Uh, I feel like when they switch up things in the track and try to be unique or think outside of the box is when riders get hurt. Um, I think they still have to do that. It, like it's a double-edged sword, right? Uh, you have to be ingenuitive and or um, kind of forward-thinking and everything, you know, and uh, to to develop and and make new things. But like when they did that at Monster Energy, when they changed up all the different directions and had three different tracks. Um, that's when like there was takeoffs that were landings and that's where you got guys that were just case jumps or, or something and got seriously hurt. Dino got hurt um, and some of the other guys. Uh, so just a tough situation. They did go big. So um, it's just one of those things that they went big and you have to be aware of that. And uh, But there's, there's other ways of, of being entertaining um, and not getting them hurt as well. Um, I was thinking maybe add like a two like a another class like we have the 250s four strokes and then the 250 or the 450 four strokes um, it might be a little bit tougher but uh, and maybe making the event a little bit longer too so there might be other things that go into there but maybe have a two stroke class like a 250s or a 500 class um, or just keep it an open class kind of thing. Uh, run what you brung or, I don't know, something kind of to spice it up and switch things up a little bit and make it a little bit more unique um, and add a little bit of different challenge or something or put a spotlight towards uh, the two strokes as well, maybe. Um, a lot of guys, like in the last episode with uh, the arena cross with Jared uh, Stanky, he even said too that like he that that's how he, he contributed to his career, That how how has got his fandom and his stardom and also many followers is because of the two stroke. Um, so I know we have a vintage and everything, vintage races and stuff, but maybe incorporate that with the monster energy to get a little bit more spotlight and maybe something will catch on or a new idea will come. Um, I think the straight rhythm is okay. Um, it's getting like, it's one of those things that like, okay, it's burnt out. Yeah, cool. It's, 
it's motocross drag racing but it's only it's only gonna be so popular so much because like it's the same thing over and over and over and over and over there's no new tracks there's just kind of it's another straight rhythm so uh, I don't I don't foresee that going too much too much further uh, into the years uh, you can tell that they start trying to switch things up a little bit too um, like when you, like last the couple years with the electric bike and then four strokes and then now it's two stroke only and then so I'm, I'm sure they'll try to think of something to keep it fresh but uh, they're gonna have a, a tough time with that um, I was thinking like maybe a same thing as a, a, a drag race, but like you got turns in it as well. Um, I've seen a couple of those, like the sidewinders and stuff too. But like, there there's other ways that in the book that I got here, um, I got a couple of track layouts and drag races and stuff like that um, that I was thinking about. Um, just from the straight rhythm, it created another kind of ideas. I think that who can corner the best and how the the, the lines develop would would be kind of fun, and you could have like an evening. Um, races, just something we can add to um, as locally. So I thought about having one of those at a, a private track that I would be building my compound one day. So transition into Supercross Futures. Uh, Logan Lesser is one of the big ones. You know, he's fast um, out of Alamosa and everything and his story. Uh, Logan's a... He, he, oh yeah, so the, in Alamosa at VMX, <laughs> he was... So there's like this little double that you go into the rollers and everything, and some people thought about tripling, but like we were first practice, first lap, and he sent it, and he came up short, and uh, he saved it though, man, and just pinned it and started hauling. So uh, we know he'll do good. He did good last year, uh, well, decent last year, and he put a spotlight in the kids fast, but uh, he's got super potential. And then we got Brock Schmidt, number 227. Uh, on the 125 BC and maybe the schoolboy one, he's going to be racing the Denver Supercross Futures. And then we got Skylar Olson, Joey Olson's um, nephew. And then we got, he's going to be racing the, the Denver Supercross and as well as the Arena Cross races, as many as he can do in the 250 and the 450B class. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with Joey. You, you need to get a, the two strokes fun, dude. I like, I love my two stroke for training and everything, but you still need a 450. Uh, if you're listening and everything, you can be giggling and, uh, I'm with Joey on this one. You need to get a 450, but, uh, mainly cause we can sell some more bikes too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Or if new f- bikes, new fresh pictures, everything. So then we got Tyler Aldor. Uh, number 105, he's going to be racing the 450B and the College Boy, Denver. And then he's going to go out to the Las Vegas Supercross and then Salt Lake Supercross. So that's going to be awesome to watch Tyler. Uh, he always does good, and he's always smiling at the RMR, R, RMRA races. So uh, Tyler's a, a good friend. Uh, good luck to him, and I hope you kick butt, buddy. Stay safe. Um, Ryan Zawaki. Uh, is on the 125BC, 250B, and 450B, and he's already out in St. Louis. He's, uh, so he, his dad contacted us, and that's why we uploaded. Uh, that's why I know who the true fans are and everything, too, because Thursday we uploaded the, the episode just early for uh, those guys so that traveling out to St. Louis, they had some uh, listening material for him. So, uh as I'm getting hit up on Instagram again, sorry. Um, so then we got Connor Stevenson. So Connor is training out in California. He's going to be out there for two months. And then, uh, he was in Oklahoma. I don't like, he might be still there and then transferring over to Cali after he races, uh, the spring race or not the spring race, but the winter series down in Texas. So he's going to be racing down in Texas for the winter series. And then he's going to go out to California for two months to go train. So kudos to him because he's super fast. And we're going to get his story on there um, because he at Loretta Lynn's uh, did really awesome for his age and just for us in general and being on the podium. Um, So that's pretty huge for Connor. Um, He's always got some super fast speed. Um, even from the B class, he catches, like I've seen him at the state championship and some of the other races catching up to the A, the, the back of the A class, um, all the way from the, the, the B class. So 
that's fast. And I know he's been, we talked about it and everything. I always gave him crap uh, about when you're going to, when you're going to bump up, when you're going to bump up. And he always said that he wants to bump up to the A's and everything too. And it's just that age restriction that's keeping Connor uh, from going up to the A's. So he's got some really good goals. And I think he is one that can be uh, maybe a, a factory writer or like another one of those uh, Derek Andersons for the state of Colorado. So, Kudos to you, Connor. Good luck. Um, train hard. Uh, one good advice since this is uh, Todd Bannister's episode. Uh, Toddy B gave me advice way back in the day, and it was always like, it's always better to take your time and get fast slowly than to try to get fast really quickly and get hurt and ruining your training time and limiting the amount of time um, that you could be riding. So um, not that you're not fast already, but right now you, you're super fast. So stay safe. Don't get hurt so you can train longer and uh, and be even more faster. So keep up the good work. Uh, Toddy B, keep on giving all, all of us good advice because uh, we do listen uh, and it's very much appreciated. Uh, you're awesome, buddy. That's why everybody loves you. Um, thank you for coming on to the show. Um, you made everything possible and I hope you the best in tomorrow. I'm doing this on Friday night, so I hope you the best tomorrow night, Supercross, and I hope you make the main. I'll be screaming the whole time during qualifier, qualifying, uh, on the internet to make sure you go faster. So go fast, buddy. All right, let's take another word from our sponsors and then we'll wrap this episode up and then we'll get another one rolling for you. Original Privateer represents the Privateer racer and the motocross action sport lifestyle. Dirt bikes, motocross, supercross, and free riding is our culture. We stand for a lifestyle that refuses to dwell in the common. There's more to these sports than the thrill. There's freedom, endurance, and the faith. Freedom in the risk, endurance in the pain, and the faith in accepting the challenge. There is wisdom to be gained. Embrace it. Have faith over fear. In life, you cannot win the race by following. This is what we're made of. These are the codes that guide us and the passion that propels us. Thrill brings us together. Over the screaming of our engines, we can leave the noises of life behind. We ride. We are original privateer. T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and motocross and supercross apparel. Honoring the free souls, the risk takers, and the adventures. All right, guys, that's a wrap. Thanks, Todd Bannister, for coming on to the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you, sponsors, and thank you guys for listening. Please share the episode with everybody and uh, all the other factory guys, uh, and hopefully we can provide more for you guys in the future. Thank you again, and remember, this sport may break our bones, but it will never break our souls.